Not long ago, in a far-off corner of a place called the Internet, a revolution was born. Forged in the fires of common experience, the survivors of a mysterious movie known only as A Talking Cat came together. Their purpose, to dissect this fascinating failure of a film and broadcast their findings through the cosmos in hopes that future generations might learn from their mistakes. Some would call them heroes, others would call them mad, but despite the grueling road ahead of them, the group would take up the Sisyphean task and become a talking cast? Are they adventurers, sinner as a savior's or Are they demented, love the punishments, I can't be sure But one thing I do know is that the mission here to force To make your life so hard that you'll be pissing on your kitchen floor Hello and welcome to A Talking Cast The A Talking Cat podcast that no one asked for But we're doing it anyway I'm your host Sammy C and here with me is my co-host Miss Sarah Cantor Hello And today we have a very special guest He runs the uh, A Talking Cat movie Tumblr Which is hilarious and great and everybody should check it out Absolutely agreed, I am a follower Yes, it's wonderful Everybody welcome Eric Hello Hi Hi Hi, everybody We're so happy you're on the show I'm I'm so excited this uh, exists. I actually uh, followed your blog before I even saw uh, the movie. Really? <laughs> How does something like that come about? I look around the bad movie community a little bit on uh. Tumblr, and it kept coming up, and people kept reblogging <laughs> things, and I was like, oh, this is funny, so I'll probably get around to watching this movie at some point. So this is episode 66, minute 65, which if you are following along at home... I hope things get better. We uh, jump in at the inside of the porn mansion, um, and Phil is at his computer, and Chris is kind of sitting on this weird chair against the wall, like across the room, but near him. It's. I feel like this is the minute that, like, for me, re-watching it was the first time I realized how porny the porn mansion is. <laughs> Just because, like, you realize that... They are in this huge room and there's this like weird chair and then the table where Phil is sitting and that is everything in the room. I hope my parents aren't listening to this, but the thing that it reminded me of the most is, um, oh God, what was her name? She was one of the blondes from Rock of Love. She was on the first season. Oh and yeah, yeah, yeah. Her What's name? Her like Brittany or something probably. And it, it was one of the porns that she was in because I, <laughs> the only thing I love more than a celebrity sex tape is a reality star sex tape. <laughs> and so I, when I found out like her like performer's name, I found the porn and it was like, literally, it's like this empty white room with a couch. Yeah. I mean, well, it's laid out in such a way that it has like, it has a desk and a desk chair and like a, a, a little like bench couch thing across the room. So it's like this is not a room that is set up for people to be in it. Right, it's set up to be hosed off. This is a room for people to fuck in. (laughs) Yeah. No, I'm serious. Like, that is what it's there for. (laughs) So Phil's kind of mid-sentence and he's talking about Tina's software. Uh, Make some suggestions on some outfits. Also suggest things that you can buy in specific price ranges to augment those outfits. It's all pretty impressive. It is really impressive. And I say this as a librarian, I basically work in databases all day long. That is what librarians do. 
databases don't work that way. You don't just scan something and it like populates yeah. all this information. It is so impressive that she figured that out. So like I build databases in yeah. my work sometimes <laughs> and it's like, wow, if you could just scan a thing and it just became a database, that'd be awesome. Guys, you, you, you just don't have enough parameters. <laughs> I guess not. I guess not. I mean, I guess I should be glad that like Tina is so focused on making clothing databases because if she switched to pretty much anything else, catalogers would just cease to exist. We would only need book lights. If this were about like, yeah, I mean, she could be a crazy warlord, you know, like <laughs> there's a way to like catalog weapons so efficiently. I thought you were going to say warlock and I was like, I think she might be. She <laughs> might be a warlock. Um, I talk a lot of shit on Tina, but good job, Tina. <laughs> you know, she can't read for beans, but oh, she can create these great applications. <laughs> she's a savant she's got a little coding uh like weasel in her brain it's a ratatouille thing probably oh yeah like it's like hidden somewhere in her giant <laughs> laptop uh-huh. i bet they're the next profile on code monkey times <laughs> uh. <laughs> probably tina wouldn't know she won't be able to read it but <laughs> chris then delivers one of my favorite lines of the whole movie and he goes but we're dudes and we're pretty sloppy dudes too <laughs> Now, has it been discussed what he's wearing right now? Please jump in. I love to hear all, any and all takes. He's wearing a white t-shirt, mm-hmm. and on top of that, he's wearing a hoodie. But those sleeves are cut off of that hoodie. <laughs> I haven't seen that before, ever. I've seen t-shirts with sleeves cut off, but a hoodie with the sleeves cut off. And that Chris is something special. <laughs> he really is. I think the only time I've seen like hoodies with the sleeves cut off has been like... I think there's like a dude who walks by in the birdcage who's rocking that, but it's like, it's also cut so that it's like a crop top situation and he's shirtless under it. So like, mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure Chris brought his own outfits and they were nothing but crop tops. Yes. And said, Chris, remember you're straight. It's like, oh yeah. Ooh. You're going to have to keep reminding me of that. And nobody did. So Chris apparently doesn't think that they can utilize this uh, this app because they are they're sloppy, sloppy dudes. That's right. They can't use technology to help them because they're sloppy. I mean, I would buy that. Which is not the right thing to say in this porn house. We've talked a lot about how, how sloppy Phil is. I don't think oh. we need to take it out of Phil anymore. But sloppy is the perfect word. Can we just talk about Phil, though? Like, Yeah, we'll talk about Phil. A guest on this described him as like a pile of mashed potato. <laughs> yep. Land described him as a pile of mashed potatoes and I cannot stop thinking about that every time I watch them. I know. I was watching it. I was like, oh. like I, it just makes me laugh. Like <laughs> a, a pile of mashed potatoes that's sweating is even worse. <laughs> yeah. A sweaty pile of mashed potatoes. <laughs> With a weird chin puff. Yeah, weird chip puff. Oh, that's uh, yes. Little little hair in your food. Yeah. And whatever's on yeah. top of his head. Little brassy bleached hair in your food. Uh, 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 ruining mashed potatoes for myself. <laughs> but th- this is the scene where we've got the the stomach pop. He's got the uh, yeah. he's sitting down doing that stupid. He's yeah, manning the just, computer, it's just and you see gapping. that belly through. Yep. <laughs> I don't know. How does that shirt work? It's just got a, like a loop where his button it should be. It clearly doesn't though, work as a shirt. No. <laughs> the app should tell him that. So, yeah, then Phil's just like, yeah, we just have to change a few of the parameters. I guess they have to turn on the sloppy dude setting. <laughs> uh, <laughs> he's like, are you ready to give it a try? 
And Chris is like, oh, Franny's coming back later. He, like, really mumbles it. Yeah. He's really trying to he's, sell this, like... He's so excited. Like, <laughs> yeah, he, like, almost swallows that line. He's like, Franny's coming back later. <laughs> it's, it's, like, it's a really weird delivery, which I just caught, like, when I just rewatched this minute. I was like, geez, he's really trying to sound disinterested, and it's, like, it just sounds weird. And then uh, we come to... One of my favorite scenes, probably yes. just the beginning of yes. one of my favorite sequences <laughs> sequences of the movie. <laughs> Another weird hallway. I don't know if it's supposed to be like because they live in such a giant mansion. Is this like are these like a a group of rooms that are all just closets and has like a little couch in the middle of it? Because they're in this weird hallway. I don't know what it is, but I watch a lot of House Hunters, mm-hmm. and I see a lot of these like. McMansion, porn mansion type places that have right. like balconies, I guess is the best way. Like there's the staircase and then there's the hallway where like the rooms are. And then there's another like hallway that's oh, like just a, a balcony. Yeah, yeah. 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 And it, it's usually like by like the, uh, the master bedroom or something. And that's no. where I assume it is. But like of all of the establishing shots in this movie, like, we couldn't get a single, like, like inside the house. That's where I want establishing shots. I want to understand right. the geography of this house. Like, yeah, because it's literally like a couch in a hallway, and he keeps disappearing into this room off to the side of the couch. And it's just, it's just like a weird location. But anyway. It's so weird. I don't get it. Rich people houses, man. And they're, they're not coming out of their bedrooms because we know very well that their bedrooms are upstairs. And we know where right. upstairs is. It's up those stairs. <laughs> and this is downstairs. It's so weird. I don't know. I mean, I guess if you're just two dudes living in this giant, ridiculous mansion, then you have to, like, have a whole wing for your clothing. That's right. That's the clothes room. But they're sloppy dudes. Like, sloppy dudes don't need bedrooms to their closets. That's what, like... L friggin' Woods needs. Come on. That's true. Unless they just like don't hang things up and just like throw all of their clothes in a mountain. None of these were on hangers. None no. of these. They, they come out with armloads. Of, yes. It's like it was already shit in a pile. And yeah. you know, it wasn't because they took them off the hangers yeah. for the first take and then decided <laughs> to just leave them. This is the first take, obviously. It's like, good thing we haven't done laundry in seven months. Mm-hmm. So Chris brings in this giant mountain of clothes and throws them on this little love seat that Phil is sitting on. Phil's like, okay, that's it. And Chris is like, do you need me? And Phil says, right there. <laughs> because this is a two-man operation. Yes, yes, definitely. Because one of them needs to hold the, the <laughs> fucking book, book light. And <laughs> someone needs to tap two keys on the computer every time it makes a noise. Well, yeah, I mean, I think production-wise, they it is a two-man operation because someone needs to make the noise like <laughs> i didn't realize it until like i was rewatching this i feel like every time i watch it actually I'm like oh my god the book light makes a noise <laughs> yeah yeah it's so great <laughs> it's so weird and then you have like the slide whistle oh, <laughs> yeah. the slide whistle and the honking yeah yes. the music gets very like circusy in this scene yeah which is great it's like it's like you know honk honk it's weird it really sets the tone because this is some silly silly scanning <laughs> that's right this is a, this isn't serious scanning this is not uh what you do at barney's this is <laughs> Hallway scanning. This is this is scanning for kids. Yes. So uh, so Chris takes the laptop and he sits on the couch and Phil is holding a book light. 
uh, which apparently Tina has built a book light that can scan clothes. And he holds up a tie and to the book light, and it makes this weird beeping noise, and he goes, scanned in? And again, as someone who does this, if it has a barcode, you can scan it. Like, right. And then you can get information based on the information that's stored in the barcode. That makes sense. Are they scanning barcodes? They literally scan a tie. <laughs> they're scanning the laundry instructions. Yeah, I mean, even if it has like a tag on it, they're not scanning the tag. They're scanning the fabric of the right. tie. Like, <laughs> what is what is the purpose of this? Oh, so, some points they get very specific, yeah. and they do look and look and look for that tag. <laughs> look, don't don't just wave it and go on. This is. Yeah. Listen, despite what the music says, this is serious business. And you find that tag and you scan that no matter <laughs> how long it takes. Because they knew that one day a group of people were going to get real deep into this mm-hmm. and be like, why aren't they scanning the fucking tags? Like, <laughs> those those actors foresaw that yeah. we would be like, wow, they're just ha- they're just scanning the fabric. Like Tina has built a book light that can analyze the fibers of a fabric and and determine what designer used it and what garment it is. And like, I just don't even know how she could get all that information. Like I buy a lot of clothes from Old Navy and they use the same fabrics for everything. Like how can this algorithm tell the difference between like a man's shirt and a women's pair of pajama pants? It's so impressive. So pretty much uh, the rest of the minute is spent with Phil picking up various pieces of clothing uh, scanning them with the book light, it beeps. He says, scanned in. Chris says, yep. And there's a great little transition and crossfade to the exact same scene going on. <laughs> Just in case you, uh, you were, you were wondering, some time has passed and they are still scanning. So it's like, it's like Franny's almost here, but we have four hours to scan every item of clothing that we own. I'm going to p- call bullshit on this algorithm. I think <laughs> I think Tina's a con artist and I think she's using like a 50-50 kind of ratio like they scan in things and you say uh put item uh, B and Q together. It's like, "Oh, looks great." <laughs> Cuz they're sloppy dudes. They don't they fucking know. know. Yeah, they I don't mean, know. Especially when it's on the sloppy dude setting. I mean, when it's on the like share from clueless setting, yeah, you're gonna need to be more specific. Yeah, I think she's a uh, uh, what's the the mechanical Turk. I think she, there's just she's she's maybe manipulating this from the outside. Maybe yeah. she Ooh. is connected wirelessly through that book light. Oh, oh my yeah. god, that is a really good theory. That mm-hmm. Tina, I mean, like Tina is always on her computer and she's always like very focused in typing things. So maybe she has some of her friends like beta testing, quote unquote this uh this algorithm that she has when really she's just like okay she's just typing up a storm telling the computer what to spit out right and she she's not so smart you guys (laughs) i think she she has to be a con artist that's the only explanation well she does want to go to business college she came from the comes from the same dna as trent (laughs) this is true yeah, I mean they are twins, so like <laughs> he's drilling that fence for hours. Doing such yeah. a good job, though. This is a girl who goes to the library to work on a proposal for for uh, fun. Go to a library. Goes to the library to work on her proposal 
or goes to the library to con some nerds out of something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> totally. That's exactly what working on her proposal is. We we see you, Tina. Her proposal is give me your money or I'm going to punch you with my book light. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she's, she's really selling magic beans. See, she's the salesman <laughs> in town. She gets your cow and you got a book light now. <laughs> So um, that about exhausts uh, what happens in this minute. Does anybody have any stray thoughts that we haven't covered on this uh, this exciting bit of plot oh, development? That book light you can get on Amazon. So look that up. <laughs> and this book light appears in other Dakota films. Does it? Oh, really? Yes. If you, I know specifically Frankenqueen, there is a lot. Uh, David Dakota likes his long, meandering, meanless, meaningless uh, sequences. So there's a, yes. a sh- there's a shirtless dude. Surprise, surprise! Oh, walking really? around, wow. r- rock, you walking our around the interest. right. <laughs> I think I I uh, piqued David Dakota's interest as well. Yeah, really yeah. departure of style for him to have a shirtless dude. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't get it. Uh, but he's walking around the same mansion, um, in in the dark, uh, the blue filter for about. Mm, he's like walking back and forth uh, um, that window that Duffy climbs in and out of where you see his butthole. Okay, uh, great. But he's just walking back and forth. So it is in the same house, then. Oh, absolutely. Oh, many of... Wow. Most of his films are in this house. Oh, yeah. No, but I... No, I legitimately thought that that scene with Duffy walking like in and out was mm-hmm. a different house. Oh, I think the white windows are the same, oh. but I, I can't I can't bet my life on it. It would shock me to find out that they had three locations for this movie. Right, that's true. Yeah, that's so, true. But it just, I don't know, something about it, the way it's like just cut in and it never matches anything really. I was like, I think that, I think that it was like David Dakota was like, hey, a friend of mine that has a cat, can I send someone over with like a flip cam and just like, film your cat for 20 minutes <laughs> specifically his butthole please. oh absolutely well you know that's the best part of the cat uh, oh but uh, uh after this guy gets done walking around for about three or four minutes mm-hmm. uh he gets up to a bedroom where there's another shirtless man lying down of course okay he then yeah. scans the man's abs with this book light oh wow <laughs> man this book light has seen some shit mm-hmm. <laughs> That's a magical book light. <laughs> well, it makes a magic sound. It's like Tinkerbell. It goes doo-doo-doo-doo. It's not a it's not a scanning sound. It's not a beep. And this, yeah. we got it. It's it's a magic sound. It's a wand. Ooh. <laughs> oh, so maybe maybe there there's a whole Dakota verse and this book light is like the magic. There magic is a Dakota verse. That connects all of them. Mm-hmm. We're just seeing it's it's like uh what's that stupid horrible film by the the Wachowski brothers last year? The Matrix. Mm, that was a good one. But the one with Tom Hanks. Oh God, I totally blocked that one from my memory. Uh, I can't help with this. Oh, uh, where it's just, like um they are like being reincarnated or something. Yeah, oh, is everyone's that, uh, different Cloud lives. Atlas. Cloud Atlas. Yeah. That's yeah. yeah I was thinking Atlas. I was like it. Atlas shrugged. I don't think that was that. <laughs> it's cl- <laughs> the Dakota verse is Cloud Atlas, but specifically for this house. It's all the different lives of this house, oh. all the different people it's and like generations. It's like if these walls could talk. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, if those walls could talk, man. <laughs> you guys. Detail. They, 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 some stories. How many times have they been washed? None. 
<laughs> Zero yeah. times. You see paper posted up all over. Although, mm-hmm. I, I'm about to break you guys' heart, though. I read that uh, that house has been torn down. I heard torn that down? too. Yeah. I know it was sold. I didn't know it was torn down. Yeah, it oh. was torn down. I've like I was I really wanted to make like a pilgrimage with it yeah. to it. And just <laughs> like I... this is a house where some weird shit has happened, but Because I found that house. I found it. I I relentlessly uh, it was a little light at work, I'll say. And yeah. I spent yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, hours on Google Maps kind of looking <laughs> around these barren hills. For where it might oh. be and then i just oh, looked up man. uh then i just looked up a half vw bug and boom that, that house came <laughs> up it's like oh there it is that's amazing uh you are definitely a man after my own heart if you spent some good time uh <sighs> searching for that I on felt, google maps i felt like a spy that's awesome. Look at these satellite yeah. images. Solid minute, you guys. <laughs> um, thank you all for listening to A Talking Cast. Uh, this has been episode 66. And I've been Sammy C. I've been Sarah. I'm Eric. Can't get enough A Talking Cast? Like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash A Talking Cast. Follow us on Twitter at A Talking Cast. And you can help out the show by rating and reviewing us on iTunes. We will see you again later. Okay, bye. It's bye. Minute by minute. That's what they'll be diving in to shed some clarity on this hilariously failed attempt. So grab a friend and crack a beer with them and listen in. The talking cast is about to begin. It's a Episode 66 of A Talking Cast. The host was Sammy C, with co-host Sarah Cantor, and special guest, Eric McKeown. Edited by Darren Husted. Music by Casey Trimble. Voiceover by John Kowaleski. Artwork by Josh Hollis. Executive producers, Sarah Cantor and Darren Husted. Copyright 2015. All rights reserved. This podcast is not affiliated with Rapid Heart Productions. A Talking Cat is owned by Rapid Heart Productions. No infringement is intended. <laughs> Little did I know that I would end up podcasting about this movie. And but... it would change your life. I mean, I think that's just such an understatement, honestly. Like, to say that this movie changed my life, like, no, my life did not really exist until I saw this movie. <laughs> <laughs>